Hi, this is Danny. And I just want to give you a quick note here. Today's uh, episode is about partnering up. As a spoiler, I'm not going to give you the answer should you partner with someone or not. I just want to open your mind to different options and scenarios when deciding to partner up. Towards the end, I will give you my suggestion how you should consider investing with a partner in rental properties and why I think it's actually, if done correctly, a really good idea. Enjoy the episode. Okay, very good. Uh, uh, one second here. All right. Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. This is Danny from California. We're doing this uh, almost every Friday. I did skip a few uh, due to travels the past and holidays uh, the past uh, two weeks, I believe. But we're trying to do it every Friday morning, Pacific time, California time to do this session with a very, very, very clear purpose, engaging with you, okay? Shabbat Shalom for everyone. I know uh, we have people here uh, from the West Coast, from the East Coast or Central, uh, I'm not sure, probably from, uh, uh, from Europe as well. So I appreciate you joining me on a Friday morning, afternoon, evening, etc., and uh, this session is to, with a clear purpose, to educate, to cross-collaborate, cross-pollinate information about real estate investing. So uh, by all means, feel free to contribute uh, by asking questions. And if you even sometimes have a topic that, uh, uh, that have in mind that, that you would like me to discuss, I'll be happy to do that as well. Uh, you can participate live like we are right now on, on the recording. I will say this, um, it did happen in the past that someone asked a question during the session and that whole question pivoted into a whole uh, another session because it was a kind of comprehensive answer. Um, and also um, what I have learned that I think more people are listening uh, to, the, uh, to these sessions offline or not live, such as on the podcast, and on uh, on the Facebook Live with the recording or on our YouTube Live. So just so you know, this is going on three channels. We got recording on the uh, you know the podcast here. By the way, we have po- two podcasts: one in English and one in Hebrew. So if you want the links for those, let me know. We'll be happy to share it with you. Um, it goes on Facebook and it goes on YouTube. So you can always consume. The information, the great information provided um, on any format you like. Perfect. Um, today's topic is about partnerships. Partnerships with uh, when it comes to investing. And before we kind of dive into it, I'm not going to give you, uh, you know, maybe a spoiler. You're not going to get an answer as to yes or no for partnerships. I just want to kind of. Uh, um, um, give you some thoughts and ideas uh, and maybe some uh, um, uh, some uh, kind of pointers when you're thinking about partnerships and I will tell you how I see partnerships you know maybe in my opinion the best way to do partnerships again in my opinion so first of all we have to really define what kind of partnerships we're talking about so let's assume you want to partner with someone 
to buy rental properties. Okay, that's what I have in mind for this conversation. Now, one type of partnerships can be with two people. I'm not saying friends, family, stranger, just in a second. We'll get to that in a second. Two people, one has money, one has uh, knowledge. Okay, so it's, there, is a, there is a good match here. Okay, there could be a partnership of two people that um, one wants to be active and one wants to be passive. Okay, regardless the monetary contribution of each. So that can be another uh, type of partnership. And of course, naturally, we always have partnerships that are, you know, probably uh, can debate with uh, friends and family or strangers. I will tell you this, just this morning, I had a conversation with a new investor, and the first thing he brought up is, before even talking about investing, is he said that one of his best friends for many years is a real estate uh, developer, and he, we had a lengthy discussion about should he partner with his friend for so many years about, you know, you know, with investing, and obviously, the pros and cons for that was on one hand, he trusts him. He knows what he's been doing. It's a long, long, it's a, you know, multi-decade friendship on one end. On the other end, you know, we all have the hesitation to, um, um, to mix friends, family, money and business, uh, uh, together. I will tell you that in my personal values over the years, um, I decided that I don't want to invest with family and I don't want to invest with close friends. The reason is this is always things that could happen beyond my control. And that always leaves a little bit of a, of a, of a bad taste. And you meet those people throughout life. And it's just not, you know, uh, I think that for me, that's something I don't like to be in the back of my mind, but that's a personal preference. Um, I've done it a few times and I decided I don't want to do it anymore. It's just not uh, my cup of tea, uh, so to speak. Now, so a couple of things about partnerships. Let's uh, dive into. So we talk about different types, right? Active, passive, marriage between experience and money, friends, family, and strangers, okay? Each one of those, um, you know, should be addressed differently in terms of doing it or not, right? And we have to find the common grounds. Now, let's talk about a couple of the things that I consider the benefits of, uh, uh, of partnering up. So naturally, uh, if we're partnering with someone, we can, you know, most likely bring less money to the table as needed for the transaction. Not only that, I always thought that we also, by, uh, uh, by bringing less money, we are in a way lowering the risk. So that's definitely a possibility. Um, we will probably cross, hold each other, you know, accountable. So, for example, we stay on track, we, we brainstorm, we cross-collaborate. All of those things are really good for a partnership, you know, to work together. We're kind of watching over, we have mutual interests, and we're watching each other's back and making sure we don't miss any, um, uh, we don't miss any, uh, um, um, how do you call it, uh, uh, points. Um <clears throat> So that's also something very beneficial. Um, and also, um, when you work with a partner, we can actually divide and conquer different tasks. For example, let's say I'm very good with working with property managers, 
But I'm not very good with analyzing. And my partner friend is. So that's actually complementary each other. It's not always the case. But it's definitely benefit, you know, that we will be able to divide and conquer between us. Okay? So those are typically some of the benefits. Now let's talk about some of the disadvantages. Okay? So a couple of things you want to know. Uh, if you are... Oh, by the way, let me, let me put a side note. When I got started... My first rental property that I purchased in 2002, the only way for me to move forward financially was to bring in a partner. So my first transaction I did with a partner. And the reason, I just didn't have enough money. So it was a point where it was a go, no go. If I don't bring a partner, I won't be able to do the deal. If I bring a partner, I'll be able to do a deal and move forward. So for me, it was a, that type of a situation that I brought a partner for my first transaction because I wanted to, we both wanted, and, it, and you know, it's both something that benefited us because I think each one of us would have not done it uh, you know, individually or separately just by ourselves. So it was a good meet. It was one of my, it's a family member, but we're also very good and close friends. So it was easy for us to work together on that aspect. So that's just something I want to I wanna share because I have done it myself, actually, in my first transaction altogether. Now, some of the disadvantages are, I don't know if you're aware of that, but if you decide to buy a rental property together, and let's say you're planning to do it with a mortgage in the U.S., let's say you, that's the plan is, and both of you want to be on title, okay, because you're both partners, the one, the one of you that has the lower qualification parameters by the bank will dictate the terms of the loan. Let me explain that. Let's say you have perfect uh, credit score and debt-to-income ratio and everything is good. And you'll get very good terms if you just go by yourself. But your partner friend only has, uh, you, know, you know, let's say 700, you know, 580 credit, you know, credit score. I'm just making it up, right? So that means he will not get as much as favorable terms, mortgage terms, as you will. So right now, the one with the not good, you know, financial standing will dictate the terms for the one with the better ones. So that's something to, to you know to, to think about. You can definitely go around it by saying, "I will just qualify for the loan," but it will be both of our, you know, both of our, you know, be property owned by both both of us. But I'm gonna be the one who's officially on the record and we'll take the you know the title and the mortgage and we are partnering and by the way you can do that and you can also file your tax returns reflecting the partnership not the how you uh, hold it but reflecting the partnership I don't want to dive into it because I'm not a tax person so you will talk to your tax expert about it but it's doable so separate between tax reporting and ownership right you can do that if you're buying it together once again you know, with a mortgage, one will dictate the terms to the other, right? The worst will dictate, the, you know, to the other, something to think about. If you're buying cash, that's not, a, you know, not, not something to be concerned about. Second, disadvantage. What will happen, not if, but when disputes or disagreement will arise, okay? It will. Not necessarily big ones, but what will happen, right? And that leads me to... Why would that happen? Because we're going to have a personality clashes or small clashes. Maybe clashes is a harsh word. Maybe different goals in life or, goal, or financial goals in general or goals for this transaction, right? So that's also something you want to kind of be aware because clashes will 
you know, uh, will, will, will happen or disagreements, let's just say not use clashes. Also, many times what could happen and did happen is that two partners came together and the two partners came together and did a transaction together and they were on the same page. But all of a sudden, those partners now have spouses. So there are two more silent or background, you know, or hovering or whatever you want to call it, partners. And all of a sudden, the spouses are also involved in one way or another, directly or indirectly with the transaction. And all of a sudden, those, there are additional forces working on the transaction and pulling it not necessarily in a current, you know, uh, coherent uh, direction. So even if the two partners get along, maybe just by including spouses, will create additional forces that are not going to be on the same page. So once again, you have to think about it if you want to be in that situation. Now, I do think that if you're doing a short-term transaction, such as a flip or something, you know, for to hold maybe one or two years, it may be more fitting to have a partnership. But if you're looking to do a long-term transaction, multiple years, right, a year and more, two years and more, maybe rethink about the whole concept of doing it with a partnership, okay? Because the longer we are in a relationship, the more situation will, will present themselves and possibly more friction will happen. And also, it's, you know, even if no, not friction, maybe you're not necessarily on the same page financially over the years or goals, etc. Et so you wanna, wanna kind of think about it. Now, I have a little bit of a solution or a suggestion, not a solution, but a suggestion. Because I work with a lot of investors and every once in a while people come up to me as, as, a, you know, as a team, two people, typically two, partners, friends, and they say, we wanna invest together. And I run through what we talked about with them and explain to them and all of a sudden you see that only by using a, an, an external person who comes in with fresh eyes, doesn't have to be me, but someone with fresh eyes, kind of is able sometimes to say things that are in the, up in the air, but nobody discussed, you know, no, nobody's having a discussion about them. And I make sure that those guys bring those things up. And here's my suggestion. My number one suggestion, which I think is the best one from what I've seen over the years, is this. Find a partner... I call it the co-founder of your virtual business. Find that person. Walk the path with that person. Do everything together except one thing. Don't buy together. So meet weekly, meet every other week, have discussion, analyze properties together, go on a conference call with me, you know, like if you're my client, to discuss you know, something together. Cross collaborate, cross, you know, pollinate each other, it will be super beneficial for you, right? I, when I see people that are coming together as partners for their journey, but not the specific holding, and they will buy in the same area and in the same metro and will do everything together, except when it comes time to split for each one owning his own, you know, uh, uh, property, this is, in my opinion, perfect. Because you have that someone have, you're having someone's back, that person is having your back. I love it. I, it's great. It's beneficial. By the way, if you decide to do that, find one partner, not two. Don't make it a, a threesome. Only two people. Three will make it too much noise. Two, perfect. 
So if you have that person, that's perfect, great. But if you don't, and you still want to be in that you know, situation, you know, try to find that person, but I think don't buy together. That's just my humble opinion. You know, obviously, you can do whatever you want, no doubt about it. In case you decide to do a partnership and buy together, my suggestion for you is the following. Once you decide you want to do it together, talk about it. Start running through scenarios. What if, what if, for example, what if we need more money? Okay, we bring more money. What if one of us doesn't have more money, okay, uh, in, to bring to the table? What do we do then? Okay, one has, one hasn't. Okay, I know there's solutions here, but let's discuss them. What if someone needs to sell? And the other one doesn't want to because something in one's life is different than the others. What if you don't really get along anymore in five years? Who's going to help you resolve, you know, resolve disputes? You can always go to a discussion, you know, that, you know, the court, but maybe just say instead of using, you know, arbitration or all of those things, you say, you know what? Let's agree on someone now or two people, number one and number two, that in case we have a disputes, big or small, will go to this person and will have their opinion. Just an idea. What happens, um, I don't know, if we need to do a you know, minor or big renovation? And start bringing those questions. Now, you're not going to solve every problem, right? Don't even try. But just by going through 5, 10, 15, 20 different scenarios, possibilities, Running them through. And by the way, you don't need an attorney to do that. You just need to discuss. And then you say, let's do a summary. By the way, you know, of course, you can always go to an attorney and do that. But an attorney will run it with you as well and do it more formal. But if you just want to keep it simple and, you, you know, and you want to kind of keep it between you, you go to the, you sit down and say, okay, now we have a, a business discussion. We're not having an, an, an investment discussion. We have a relationship discussion. What happens if? And then you answer what you decide. What happens if, another question, and you answer whatever the question, whatever the answer. And maybe it's a simple answer, maybe it's a complicated answer. And you go through those scenarios. And you come to an agreement on multiple items. That will not solve every possibility, but it will solve the, uh, it will solve the, it will create the spirit of your agreement. And, you, and my suggestion is that's what I tell to people who come and I work with and I say, listen, talk about it, write it, sign it. Okay. For me, the signature says here is the document we agreed on. Okay. And have copies. This way you brought up the issues that could go wrong and you discuss them in advance and you created a, you know, an answer to multiple solutions that will create the spirit. By the way, at that point, you may discover that you are not on the same page in multiple, you know, in multiple items, right? Let's say if you, one wants to sell and one other, there's, you can't get an agreement. And if one, if we need more money and you can't get an agreement on, on how to solve those problems, that should be a huge red flag not to continue with the relationship of a partnership, okay? So keep that in mind. So my suggestion to summarize everything, I'm not against partnerships. I think a partnership when, when someone has money and someone has you know experience is a good match. 
right? I think a partnership, someone wants to be passive, vulnerable, active, it's a good match. And I would still do those discussions. But if you can walk the path, the steps, the journey, together, analyzing, reviewing, discussing, having you know, questions, etc., maybe traveling, seeing, checking, rev reviewing everything together, but each is buying their own property, yeah, I think it's an excellent, excellent way to go. You are, for me, having that partner is a serious ingredient for success. So keep that in mind. So that is everything I wanted to say today. Uh, before, uh, you know, next what I'll do is I'll take some questions if you have. So please uh, put your questions, uh, you know, post your questions in the comment. You can ask something regarding today's topic. You can ask about something that is related to uh, real estate. And I will only take top, you know, questions that are outside of today's topic, which is only about, sorry, not today's topic, outside of the real estate topic, only about the weather in Southern California, because I don't think I can talk to uh, any other weather at the moment. While you're putting your questions, if you are, I want to thank you for joining. I want to thank you for, you know, participating and listening. And I want to say that if there is a topic that's bugging you, or something you want me to discuss, I'll be happy to consider it, right? Uh, feel free to send it to me however you see fit. Here, um, email, or whatever you want, that's fine. Uh, I'll be happy to. What I try to do is to bring to those, you know, live sessions um, weekly things that I've encountered over the week as questions, discussions with other investors. So by all means, you know, I'm actually getting harvesting for ideas for my daily encounters and engagements with investors. Um, I don't have anything else to add at the moment. Uh, and if there are no questions coming in, what I will say is this. First of all, thank you. And I want to wish you happy uh, Friday and a have a great weekend. And I will see you again, you know, next week. If you want to meet with us and talk to us about real estate investing, let me know. We do uh, sessions every day, uh, you know, uh, every day with investors who are starting, investors who are have some experience but are stuck, not sure what to do next. Uh, someone who what, just want to kind of see if there's a good fit between what we are doing and what you're trying to accomplish. Our first session, we call it a strategy session. It's an introduction. No strings attached, no sales pitch, nothing like that. Let's just see if there is a, if we can, if there is a, even a fit between what we are doing and what you're trying to accomplish. So just get in touch with us and let us know. We'll be happy to set up a intimate time. We can do it on Skype or Zoom, phone, face to face, however you see fit. We do it every week. Very good. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining me for another session. We'll see you in a week, in a, you know, in another, uh, the next week session. And okay, thank you. I'll take that into consideration. And with that said, I will just say, have a great weekend, have a great rest of your day, and Shabbat Shalom. Bye bye, everyone.